Matthew chapter 1 is radical because, listen, believers, the purpose is several purposes. But number one, it's that God promised to David of an eternal destiny. Listen, Jesus uses this familiar Messianic Psalms in Matthew chapter 22. But we know that it's, a, it's, a, it's clearly implied to any Jew that he was the heir of the David throne, Davidic throne, even though many Jews of Jesus and in Jesus' time were blind, but we see now his promise to Israel, Jesus, God postponed the f- fulfillment of his promise to Israel and subsequently extended his blessing to both Jew and the Gentile in the church. Listen, this is radical because Matthew's the only gospel writer who speaks directly of the church. And he points to the Gentile co- uh, composition of this church by including several stories of the Gentiles' faith in Jesus. You know, you have the wise man, the centurion, and the Canaanite but woman, but he records Jesus' prediction that the gospel will be preached to all nations. And so here we see how Matthew, the final purpose here is to instruct the church to move on unashamedly And it basically gives an account of Jesus Christ's life. Here we have Abraham at 75 years old. Abraham is introduced in Genesis chapter 11 verse 26 under the genealogy of Shem, who was Noah's firstborn son. However, listen, he had lived his entire life to this point. And then some of Abraham, I mean, some as Abraham, it was it was the Lord who later changed his name to uh, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. It was Abraham earlier, A-B-R-A-M, but then he changed it to Abraham, which means father of many. And listen, in Abraham, Abraham from became Abraham. And, you know, it was he was basically a patriarch. And it all started with a promise because God promised to Abraham that he would bless. Listen, he would bless his offspring and etc., Stephen in the book of Acts chapter 7 verse 2 and 3 states to Stephen even said it. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land and I will show you. I don't you know, this is what he was saying, man. You know, he wanted to bless. God promised Abraham and you're wondering, what does this have to do with Gen- uh, uh, Matthew chapter 1? Because the genealogy proves that Christ, Jesus, came from the royalty, God's royal promise through Abraham. Listen, Hebrews eleven eight says, It was by faith Abraham obeyed the call to go to a place that was to receive an inheritance. Not even knowing where he was going. Man, he didn't even know where he was going. He just had faith that God would provide. And as he went, God slowly revealed more and more details of each step of faith. And so as believers, we have to understand that in this book of Matthew, God is revealing the genealogy from the promise to the future to the finishing cross of the work of Jesus Christ. But Abraham arrived in the land of Canaan after walking. Man, this guy walked what was probably more than a thousand miles Okay, and God appeared to him and told him, 
to your offspring, I will give this land. Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. And basically, Abraham's promise was then later repeated in greater detail when the Lord said, Look around from where you are, to the north and the south, to the east and the west, all the land that you see, and Etz Israel, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length. And breedeth of the land. For I'm giving it to you. Genesis 13, 14, and 17. This is the original promise of the land and blessing. And it started to come into focus. Um, as the Lord referred to Abraham's offering for the first time. And listen. Only one problem here guys. Abraham is now 85 years old. <laughs> He's. You know. With no kids. And. Married to a woman who was herself unable to have children until later. But watch this, man. Let's get back into Matthew. These are the promises, the radical promises. We get into Matthew chapter 1, and he's pointing out that this is real. The church is real. Christ is real. Messiah's promise is real. And another purpose is that the characteristics of the kingdom of God are in Matthew chapter 1, man. This is radical. Father, we come before you. We just, Lord, ask that you bless this time as we study. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, God has promised you so much. And you may be walking, and you may be walking more than a thousand miles. You may be asking yourself, what's my purpose? What's my destiny? And why am I going in another direction that I can't see? Well, Matthew, the book of Matthew is here for you but more importantly jesus christ is here for you and you know what um many jews in that day rejected the messiah but jesus is royal his royalty is this listen this is jesus the king of jews that was put on the cross when they nailed that sign that's what it said it said this is jesus the king of jews and but most importantly our sins put jesus on the cross he came and he died for us. Here we're going to see Mary and Joseph take this child. But we're going to see a radical genealogy. And then we're going to see how it happens, man. It's just so radical and so important that you believers listen and understand that this is the Jesus' birth and preparation. This is the, uh, you know, childhood of Jesus. This is the declaration and the principles, the beginning of his ministry. This is about Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Listen, this is the intro, you guys. Listen, this, this is the radical book, man, in the Bible. This is where your life comes alive. You guys stay with me in this chapter. Listen, the manifestation of Jesus is in his miracles and the commissionings are in this book. Listen, this is radical. This is what it's about. Here we have the uh, genealogy of, of Christ, and we see it. We, it, it, you, it I'm going to read it. It's going to pick back up in Ruth, cha Ruth chapter 4, 18 to 22. So you've got Ruth chapter 4, verse 18 to 22, and First uh, Chronicles, and Luke chapter 3, 31. But the book of the genealogy, chapter 1, verse 1. Here we see some radical stuff, man. We're going to see Mary get pregnant and 
Joseph's going to be like, man, I got to put you away until an angel comes and stops her. I mean, this is crazy, but it's real. And so the book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, it says Abraham begot Isaac and Isaac begot Jacob and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. And Judah begot Perez and Zerah and by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Verse 4, Ram begot Aminidab, and Aminidab begot Nashan, and Nashan begot Solomon. Solomon begot Boaz by Rahab, and Rahab was the, the actual, the Canaanite harlot of Jericho in Joshua chapter 2. And so Ruth, who was not an Israelite, but a Moabite, uh, and Bathsheba is the wife of Uriah, a woman who was involved in the horrendous sin in 2 Samuel chapter 11. But listen to this. Solomon begot Boaz, and by Rahab, Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. And Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king, David. Here we have the kingdom. Listen. Here we're getting into the kingmanship. David the king, David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon begot Rehoboam, and Rehoboam begot Abijah, and Abijah begot Asa, and Asa begot Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat begot Joram. Now listen, and Joram begot Uzziah, Uzziah begot Joham, Jotham, and Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. Listen to this, Hezekiah begot Manasseh, and Manasseh begot Ammon, and Ammon begot Josiah, Josiah begot Jehoniah, and Jehoniah um, and his brothers about by the time they were carried away to Babylon. That's when the Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar carried away the uh, Hebrews away um, to Babylon. And you've seen the Abraham, you see the, listen to this, uh, you see the direct descendants of David, okay, through Joseph, even, listen to this. Uh, but you see the direct, the, you got to be careful because, he, you know, he doesn't identify Jesus as the physical son of Joseph. It's because he's the son of God. He is God. Now, I mean, I, I'm just so honestly. I'm so excited. I'm just. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not bewildered. I don't know what the word is, but you see a generation today that 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 is. It. It. They. They have no. They. 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 They don't read the Bible. Believers, listen. You. You can see the the love and the fruits and the and the and the radical gifts that God wants to give us if we just read. And I'm not bashing anybody. I'm just saying. It's cool when you see the royal heritage, the royal lineage in this chapter. And God used this whole scenario for his glory so that he could be glorified. And so we have the Abraham, Christ, the genealogy is broken down into three groups of names with 14 generations. In each list, the name David in the Hebrew has a numerical value of 14 because the heading of the list is the son of David. Matthew may have been drawing attention to the, the Davidic emphasizing in the names in the first groups. This is a 
Davidic throne. It's established in the second group. And the throne is cast down and deported to Babylon in the third group. And the throne is, the throne is confirmed in the coming of the Messiah. Listen, further, a basic covenant is set forth in each of these three periods. It's an Abrahamic covenant in the first, then the Davidic covenant in the second, and then the new covenant, it's the third. So here we see the uh, 14 generations coming up with verse 12. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jehoniah begot uh, Shelital, and Shelital begot Zerubal, and Zerubal begot uh, Abi, uh, Abiud, and Abiud begot Elakim and Elakim begat Azar and Azar begat Zadok and Zadok begat Achim and, and Achim begat Elud and Elud begat Eliezer and Eliezer begat Matan and Matan begat Jacob and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who was called Christ. Now listen, all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations from David until the captivity in Babylon. There are 14 generations. And from the captivity, Babylon, the Christs are 14 generations. Now, here's the sketchy part, and I like it. We have the royal lineage out of the way because later the Jews at that time are going to say, you're not even royal, you're not even a king, you're, you know, you don't even come from the royal lineage, and he did. And they actually knew he did. That's why we have this. It all falls in place with God's plan. Everything happens for a reason. It's like, you know, you, you, you're going to see the radical situation with Mary and Joseph, and you're going to see the birth of Jesus Christ and how it's done. For instance, verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was berothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Then, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Here's a guy. He's thinking, man, we're going to get married and you're pregnant? Ay, ay, really? Listen, man, Joseph trusted his wife, even though he it may he may seem like he didn't, but he put her away. He didn't he didn't want to make her a public example. You know, he 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 put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, he's sitting there thinking, what's going on? And behold, check this out, man. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary your wife. So basically, he trusted her, but he was thinking to himself, you know what, I don't know about this, man. I mean, I, I don't know if I could actually um, marry her because she's trying to tell him, I ain't never been with nobody. I mean, you got to think about that. Hardcore. I mean, I'd be kind of scared. I'd be like, um, what's going on, man? I mean, like, wow, this is crazy. What, 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 what's, what's happening here? I just got pregnant and I don't even, I never, was I drinking last night? It's like, no, no, you weren't. And here we have a 
But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, I mean, this guy's sleeping. He says, Son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Listen, this is crazy because this is where Jesus is, this is where um, the royal rite starts to begin even more so, but this is where the helper you, you believers, listeners, you guys got to understand the helper is there for us to bless us and, and, and help us through this life until Christ comes back. He is the he is the helper. Listen, Jesus Christ is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Man, like Abraham and, and God, God promised Abraham that he would bless. Listen, God is going to bless the nation of Israel, and he already has, and he's going to bless it even more in the future. Listen, God is doing stuff behind the scenes that you've never even seen. He's doing them even in your own life today. You don't even know it. You're like, man, what's going on? What's going on, Yos? Am I going to get pregnant? No, I don't know. Or get married first. Listen, I'm just trying to say that Joseph was, can you imagine, man? He's just sitting there probably eating a falafel. He's like sitting on his bed. You know, he's, he's, got, his, he's got his falafel and his Turkish coffee. And he's just sitting there going, what am I going to do with this lady? My in-laws are going to go, what the heck? I mean, what, what's going on? Is she afraid to tell me something here? And that's when the angel hit him up and he, he, he came right through the dream. Let him know, your wife, don't be ashamed. You got the Holy Spirit. And you know what? A lot of people don't believe this. I, I was talking to this guy the other day and he's like, oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah. People, believers, understand that Hebrews 11 talks about faith. If you have faith, if you really have faith, you know, I see a lot of people, they put their trust in so many things, but they don't want to try having faith in Jesus Christ and believing and watching the Holy Spirit work. The Holy Spirit is beautiful. Believers, listen, the Holy Spirit is so beautiful that if you understand that Matthew chapter one is beyond about royalty, it's beyond about, it's beyond, it's so many nuggets in here, man. You guys got to understand this. The Holy Spirit is so powerful. Clearly, that the Holy Spirit is one of the characteristics of God. And here the Holy Spirit is, is in, you know, here it says, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth the Son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. There is God showing up right there in the beginning, telling everybody right there, I am coming. My characteristic is going to be there. He says, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with the child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with us. Understand that. God is with us no matter what. It's God is with us no matter what we go through in this life. God is with us. Listen, believers, no matter what, God is there for us, even though we are feeling the way we are, man. The Lord is saying, hang in there. Hang in there, man, like Joseph. You don't got to hide her. You don't got to be ashamed. You don't got to be ashamed of me. Listen, Stand up, Jesus is saying with love. He's saying, let me work through you. 
Let me be with you. Listen, believers, then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took to his wife, yeah, there it is, and did not know her till she had brought forth her first son. Listen, and he called his name Jesus, which is the Savior. He didn't even have sex with her until they got, till Jesus was born. So nobody could say that she wasn't a virgin, that Jesus did not come from that way, and he did. It's crazy. Mary physically, man, Mary got married physically with Joseph. And, so, and then gave birth to Jesus. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's radical. It's a story of hope. I mean, God knows exactly what you're going through. Abraham walked miles and didn't know which direction he was going to. And God pointed that out for him. You guys ever pray about something and you're like, Man, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what, I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do that. I don't know what to do. The Holy Spirit was given to you so that you can know what to do. Listen, believers depend on the Holy Spirit. And every time I try to preach this, the dog barks or the cat screams or my co the coffee makers go off, whatever it may be, man, Satan wants to destroy you from hearing this message. He don't want you to depend on the Holy Spirit. He wants you to depend on yourself because we suck. All of us. We, we all fall short of the glory of God and we know this. And that's why Jesus Christ had to send his only begotten son to be that anchor for us. So when we, when we, when we need to fall on him, when we need to dock our boat, we throw that anchor out. When the winds and the tides and the tornadoes come, we throw that anchor, Jesus, out in the ocean and boom, hits the ground. Weighs a million tons, and that boat doesn't go anywhere, man. Listen, people don't get it. You're living in the in, in a society that seek that uh, it's depending on themselves. Try depending on the Holy Spirit. It's so funny how Satan messes with people on the little things, and they just take it and they run. When Jesus is saying, "Here's my son." He's born of, of royalty. He loves you. He wants a relationship with you. Will you do that? Will you submit to me? God is saying, here's my helper. Listen, a lot of believers don't understand how powerful the helper is. You get Bible teachers online. You see them. Oh, oh you know, they, they read the Bible, you know, this and that. But they don't teach solid doctrine. They'll even say, I don't know what that means. Why would I go to a Bible study when someone's teaching it and they don't know what it means. Are you kidding me? I don't know what it means, but the, the, the Lord told me that, that, um, what, you want my check, my money? What? Um, you're going to go scuba diving next week in Hawaii. Oh, dude, come on, bro. Listen. It's so crazy. We're living in a time where, where people don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, Joseph was aroused from the sleep. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. And they called his name Jesus, who is the Savior. And we move on to chapter 2, which is now after this, verse, verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, 
In the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who, is, who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Listen to this, man. That's the key right there, worship. And, and, and this, is, this next chapter is radical. We're not going to finish it all today. We're going to end soon. But he was, they wanted to worship. Listen, but when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem was with, with, with him was troubled. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is written by the prophets. Listen to this, guys, and, and we're going to be done with this. But you, bet you, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then, he, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and he said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring him back for me. Bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Oh, sure he does. Sure he wants to worship him. Yeah, wants to kill him. Satan wants to kill whatever you get started. But God wants to complete his work in your life. Listen, believers, Jesus Christ loves you. The Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit is beautiful. The Holy Spirit is powerful. The Holy Spirit is in love with you. Listen, let the Holy Spirit guide you. Father, we come before you on this podcast and we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for uh, everything you've given us, Lord, your son. Lord, we know that you, the Messiah, Father, would be the seed as, uh, you know, the, that you would come from the seed of a woman, Father. We know that you would be a descendant of Abraham. And Lord, we know that you are a descendant of Isaac, Jacob, Judah, David, tribe of Judah, Father. And we know, Lord, that you're coming back. So, Father, we pray that you, Lord, come back today in your name, Jesus. Amen. Listen, believers, know this, man, that the Messiah, Jesus, is in love. Jesus is in love with you. And no matter what you're going through, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about today, even. Don't worry about the things of the world. They don't belong to you. You need to rest on the blessed hope of Jesus Christ, knowing that when you pass from this earthly body, you live on with a, with a, with a, with a radical celestial body that can travel to and for, man. I mean, it's, you don't got to worry about your old tent. This body is just an old tent. We're just passing through, man. We're going to be getting a new body. We're going to be blessed. You know, we're going to be blessed and we're going to see through the book of Matthew how Joseph is going to hide Jesus and how the wise men, the Herod's going to try to, Herod kills the children. We're going to see how rotten he is. We're going to see how the enemy tries to destroy Jesus. We're going to see how, uh, you know, the wise men finish and we're going to see how later uh, you know how Jesus returns to Nazareth and you're going to love it I mean I'm excited I'm really excited I think that this is the 
best book, one of the best books in the Bible, because it shows that we can be forgiven for the sins that we've committed. And listen, no matter where, where you're at, God is in love with you. And so we're going to pick it up next week, believers, on this podcast. God bless you guys, man. And listen, next week we're going to hit it hard. So it's just an outline, man. God bless you guys. Thank you for coming to Growing in His Word. We love you guys. And God bless you, man. In Jesus' name, amen.